Sunday. Happy Sunday. Oh man, this week has just been a clusterfuck from start to end. Yeah, I I feel like I did during. So those of you guys who don't follow me on Twitter, I don't even know if I said it, but I did. I I said last week I have a cold, and then like two minutes after we hung up from our <laughs> call, I got my results back, and it was indeed COVID. So ooh. So I took a test, and so that was the fifth is when I got symptoms. I took another PCR test on the 14th and it came back positive. This morning I took a rapid test and it came back negative, but I can't go Hmm. back to work until I get a negative PCR. Right. Because rapid tests are more likely to give false negatives. Mm -hmm. So, and PCRs are more likely to give false positives. So what's probably happening is I'm not contagious anymore, but... I have some particles in my body, so it's going positive. So two more days of no work. That must be nice, (laughs) because I only had one prep this week. Oh, God, I'm sure. Uh, My life was a living hell. We had one day we had 10 teachers off, 11 teachers. How many teachers total do you have? It's a a two-school district, and we have 600-something kids. So... There's like six teachers per grade level for the higher grades for seventh and eighth. So that's like, wait, (laughs) I don't know. I can't math that. I can't. No, it was a lot. (laughs) On Thursday, I only had a third of each of my kids in each class. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been kind of crazy and just... I don't know why. It's one of those things where it's like, what am I meant to do about this situation? Somebody higher up than me needs to do something right now. Because yeah, it is not sustainable the way it is. We got an email from our principal. And he was like, oh, I do appreciate that you guys are taking your prep periods. It's like, what? What Are we going to say no? Like, You get paid for that though, right? We do get paid, but okay. it's, <laughs> it's a nominal amount of money. Right, yeah, it's like 50 like, bucks or whatever. It's less than that. Uh yeah, I think it's 25 for us per so, hour. Yeah, it's so I didn't have a prep since Thursday last week was the last time I had a prep before Friday. So wow. it was a whole school week. So I technically taught a whole school day. Yeah. Extra school day in one week. So thank fuck for this three day weekend, because if I didn't have it, I think I would just claw my eyes out. Yeah. Well, I, I have I had a sub the whole time, but for some reason, this fully mediocre, like, old white dude has decided to pick me to be his person that he just takes my job every time I post it and he's just not very good but he shows up to be fair so at least there's that but my kids had him all week and I was like I'm so sorry to leave you with this person (laughs) (laughs) but at least it's not random teachers having to fill in because that sucks for them and for you guys since shit sucks Usually and it's like the teachers who cover have other shit to do. So Yeah, I'm really fucking busy. So I didn't have any work graded this week until Friday. So all the kids were like, I handed in my late work and and I'm like, look, <laughs> I have not had a spare minute to myself. I haven't been to the toilet today. Like Oh man. Can you not? 
it's not my number one priority right now. So yeah, time to send out an all like an email to all students and parents being like, listen, we're having a tough time right now. Please don't expect anything graded ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not grading anything. Leave me alone. Grade really one thing busy. and everybody has 100% on it. Yeah, so I'm done with this. I can't be bothered. Yeah, if everybody has 100%, nobody will bother you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's... Um, and I mean, it's been kind of like distance learning. It was also really funny because my district gives us 10 days of COVID leave. So if you test positive, you get 10 days. So last week I used four. This next week, I'll hopefully use two. But you also, as a teacher, have the option of working from home. And if you work from home, you still get 10 COVID days. Doesn't that do anything. That sounds awesome. We don't get that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I emailed my principal and I was like, why should we work from home? Working from home would entail being on a Google Meet the entire period, block mm -hmm. period, for each class. And I was like, okay, so why, why should we do that? And she's like, well because you get love and sympathy from your students and what? it keeps them from falling behind and blah, blah. No financial incentive whatsoever. It's not like if you work from home, then you get 12 COVID days or whatever. It's still 10. There, You get nothing. It was like some fucking anti-work bullshit. Like, I could definitely post it there and get some karma. She's basically like, you know, it's just worth it emotionally to spend your entire day sitting in front of your computer. And I was fuck like, fuck off. off. <laughs> fuck okay, off. thank you for your answer. So then I t I'm a union rep, so I took all of the personal emails that I have. Well, like I sent it to my teacher uh, personal email list and was like, hey, just FYI, you don't have to work from home. There's no reason to do that. <laughs> So she she was like, if you're too sick to work, you don't have to work from home. I was like, first of all, the contract doesn't say that. Second of all, I'm too sick to work. <laughs> right. Like, what is too sick to work? I get I got headaches. Headaches were like the thing. I mean, not that bad of headaches, right? I could take ibuprofen and they would go away. But oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. I mean, little headaches. It wasn't like it was just a, oh, nagging, like had too much yeah. wine the night before a headache Um, during when I had COVID. I guess I still have it. I don't know. Anyway, but I was like, that's, it's too much staring at a screen all day. Meanwhile, I turn around and I'm playing Hades all day. <laughs> Look, it's a different kind of tired. Yeah, right. So I was like, fuck off. No. Okay. Thank you for the information. Goodbye and fuck off. <laughs> Thank you for your input. I, I'm not listening to it. Yeah. So, and then I'm kind of glad that I have tomorrow off, well, because I have four meetings, plus my COVID test, another COVID test. Not tomorrow, yeah. Tuesday. So, yeah. But, hey. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not super sick, because that yes. would have been miserable. Yeah. It's actually been not, not bad. I, it's like extra time off. I'm not complaining at all. Um, I also told my aunt, my one vaccinated aunt, and she's like, don't tell the Texans, meaning my entire family that moved to Texas. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was going to ask you not to tell them because <laughs> they'll be smug and, and also be like, oh, so you can visit because no. you're immune now forever. And it's like, okay. So I don't know. I, I, I have to figure out how to visit because I have to visit and they have some boxes of my stuff, like mm. very, very important stuff, like my Pokemon cards. Yes. <laughs> and some books, like some, like some stuff I want. And so I have to, I'm going to have to go there one more time and then drive back or take the train back um, with boxes of stuff. And 
We'll see how that goes when the time comes. Probably going to be during, like, summer or something like that. Maybe fall. Yeah. And then I can block all of them after that. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyway. Hello, and welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esby, and I think this is episode 84. Yes, indeed. Yes. Okay, so I I kind of struggled this week because I feel like I, over this long hiatus we had, I was like, well, I don't need to save everything because it's going to be a long time before we get back. And by the time I say, like, I get to it, it'll be old. So then I looked at, and I have like two stories today. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I got to find something. But we're going to have a little bit of a guest today that Ooh. I got really irrationally angry about yesterday. So, um, good times. So this first one, OP is 23 and her boyfriend is 24. Okay. Good so far. That's good. That's a good start. Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend he's acting like a child for not eating the food I make? No. And it, this is <laughs> hilariously go. written like a poem. Like each sentence is its own line. Oh my God. One of my favorite things about the internet is seeing how people interpret <laughs> how they write things. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a poem. It's like an epic poem. Or not an epic poem. What is it that uh, Walt Whitman did? Leaves of Grass, Freeform. I don't know. Stream of Consciousness. Yeah. Take my English degree away. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's how it starts. My boyfriend loves onion rings, grilled onions, caramelized onions, and pretty much any kind of onion unless I cook it. In parentheses, it says, I'm an objectively good cook. (laughs) <laughs> which sounds i would describe myself as an objectively good cook so there's some now, slack there i'm thinking about this as a poem now and it's improving the story <laughs> he will also eat zucchini and all sorts of vegetables if he orders them out but if i put them in the food he won't eat it he likes mm. my cooking it's not up for debate we're always honest with each other and i just know if he doesn't like something he'll tell me I usually cook separately for myself and for him in case I want to eat something he won't. But this time, I thought I was in the clear. Okay, first of all, you're doing too much. Yeah, why are you cooking two separate meals for only two people? That's... He can either eat what you cook or make his own shit. Anyway, I made chicken noodle soup and put a cheesecloth of aromatics in, onion, Mm -hmm. celery, and herbs, that I took out once it started boiling. He made a fuss about it, but I showed him me taking them out of the broth, and that was that. I also made zucchini and broccoli hash browns, but I forgot to tell him that there's grated zucchini in there. I thought he liked zucchini anyway because he's ordered them so many times. So the soup and hash browns are done. I take them out and he starts munching away, telling me how delicious they are. He ate like six hash browns in a row. Then he asks how I made them and I told him straight up zucchini, flour, broccoli, egg. He was flabbergasted. How could I have lied to him? I knew, in quotation marks, he hates zucchini. I've broken his trust, yada yada. I think he made a big deal out of nothing since he already clearly liked the food. Why not just shrug and eat it? The zucchini was tasteless in there. It basically tasted like broccoli. Anyway, he made a big deal out of it, and he hasn't eaten anything since then. So I just sat down to eat just now, and I invited him to join, and he said no. I asked him why, and he said that I've broken his trust, and he won't eat anything of my cooking. We live together and have been together for eight years? What the fuck? So that was just funny to me. He can't cook to save his life. Okay, hang on. So you've been together. She's 23, so they've been together since 15. Oh my god. And he has never picked up a saucepan. Uh, time to go. Fucking ditch his ass, yeah. I told him he's acting like a child and I don't understand why he won't eat something that he clearly likes just out of spite. He won't talk to me now. Am I the asshole? 
No. Jesus Christ. He is behaving like a baby. Exhausting. That is exhausting. Like, ugh. I know know people who are incredibly picky eaters, but at least they're consistent, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I know somebody who, if there is sauce on it, they won't eat it. That goes for everything. Curry, spaghetti bolognese, anything with gravy on it. Like, they they will not eat anything with quote-unquote sauce on it. It makes it very difficult to cook them anything, but at least we know that they... I know what they are going to eat and if they're going to like it, right? Being, like, hyper picky like that is ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Okay, so I just posted the comments in the chat, our chat, because... Yeah, I got them. There's a lot. <laughs> There's fucking tons. Also, she does include the recipe for these little hash browns, and they mm. seem delicious. I actually am thinking of potato and zucchini instead of the yeah. broccoli. But um, So the concerning comment is, I'm content with being together for the rest of my life. I don't see this as a deal breaker, to be honest. He has changed a lot, and I've changed a lot in the past eight years. Men t- mature slower than women, too, and that's a fact. Not that I'm counting on it too much. I see a lot of good qualities in him, and I know it can be very one-sided on Reddit, like when people post just when they're upset with their partner, like me. Some people on here are being a bit extreme, suggesting I end the relationship over zucchini, lol. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't being a horrible person for letting him eat something he supposedly doesn't like. By the way, he made himself dinner and went out and got us both snacks, so everything is fine right now. I told him calmly that I won't be cooking to his liking, and he said okay. It's not about zucchini. The Iranian yogurt is not the issue here. (laughs) It's about being a partner. It's about the blow up that he had. It's, I can't trust you anymore because you made me a green vegetable. Like, that's the childish thing. That's where the red flag is. It It could have been, I don't trust you anymore because you're playing this one game that I said you wouldn't like. Or, I don't trust you anymore because you spoke to that one person who you said was mean to you. Or, I don't, like, it could be anything. If your trust is broken over a fucking courgette, come on. Yeah, like, I make stuff that has things in it that my husband doesn't like. I just don't tell him that it's in it if I know that it's more of a psychological thing. As far as, like... Like, I don't feed him stuff I know that he's going to get sick or he doesn't like or whatever. But, like, I'll make a sauce that has mayo in it and he doesn't like mayo. And so I just, I'm like, do you want the sauce? And he'll be like, yes, it looks good. And put the sauce on his sandwich or whatever. And it's fine. But, like, so, like, if he ate this and it's like, oh, these are really good. What's in it? And she says zucchini. He should be like, oh, dang, I guess I do like zucchini. Like... That would be right. the response. The, the, there is one time... I'm, I'm a famous mushroom hater. I don't really like mushrooms. I don't like the texture of them. I don't like the taste. So when I was in university, one of my friends invited us around for dinner and um, made a spaghetti bolognese. And I was like, yeah, I love spaghetti bolognese. I ate it. And she was like, how did you like it? I said, it was really good. And then she turned around and went, ha, it had mushrooms in it. I just cut them up really small. And I was like, the fuck? Why would you purposefully cook something with something that someone said they don't like in it and then rub it in their face that they ate it? If it was that kind of situation, I'd be like, no, you're being a prick. Because I was really pissed off. I was like, why why did you feel the need to do that? Like, why couldn't you have just said, oh, I didn't think you would because it did have mushrooms in it. And then I could have been like, oh, they must have been cut up so small that I didn't even taste them. Like, I don't know what she expected me to do. 
when she turned around and went, ha, mushrooms. Like, come on now. That's childish on both sides there. But yeah, I I don't think she's being bad. I think he's just being an idiot. Yeah, I think it's clearly psychosomatic to him. Like, he is thinking that... You know, he doesn't, like, he eats it other times, so it's clearly not malicious on her part. And she even was like, here, I took the onions out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a clear attempt. And and she didn't say, she didn't lie to him about what was in the food. No. She told the truth. So clearly it was not malicious on her part. Yeah, I think if he has, if he has this weird psychosomatic thing about food, that's, okay but he needs to be consistent about it and tell her okay like tell her what he does and doesn't like and say okay if you are going to cook something with this in it let me know you can have that and i'll make my own thing you know like my husband doesn't say oh you can't make this um but if i make something that he doesn't like he's always free to eat something else not that he does he eats it and shuts the fuck up but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have a thing about textures of foods. So basically, I have a thing where it's like, if it feels like vomit in my mouth after mm. I've chewed it twice, I can't eat it. So uh, jello, marshmallows, certain textures of yogurt and chocolate mousse, uh, some kinds of custard, bananas, like basically anything that disintegrates into nothing after you've chewed it <laughs> twice. And I don't know what it is. It just immediately makes me want to throw up. Like... I think because when I'm when I'm ill, like my body's immediate reaction is to chuck. So right. if I feel anything like that in my mouth, it's it's immediately like, oh God, yeah, I have to get rid of this because it's just as bad for me. My husband will never sit down and force me to put something that is going to make me gip in my mouth. Like that's how partnerships work. And he would never, he would always tell me if there was something in the food that I didn't like. If if we have anything with mushrooms in, he leaves them really big so that if I don't want to eat them, I can Pick I can them take them out if I yeah. if I want to. And I've eaten mushrooms and enjoyed them, but I wouldn't go out of my way to choose to eat them. Same for him; he doesn't really like coriander, cilantro, um, because he has the soap thing. Yeah, but he'll eat it. Like you just sometimes have to nut up <laughs> <laughs> and be a big boy and eat the food. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, like, that's how you, like, I've eaten things before where I didn't think I would like it and then liked it. Oh, yeah. It's part of being, like, growing up and expanding your palate. Right. (laughs) It's just so basic. And I will always try things. If I haven't tried something for a couple of years, I'll give it a go. And if I still don't like it, that's okay. I still don't like it. That's absolutely fine. But I will attempt it. Every year I try and eat black licorice and every single year I regret my decision. Okay, so she says in the comments, I do think he has some unresolved trauma relating to his dad and that's why I'm sympathetic. He Also, a lot of people keep telling me not to cook for him, but I mean, that's why I'm in a relationship so we can take care of each other. He takes care of me in a lot of ways and one of the ways I do turns out to be cooking. Of course, I'm not going to let him have pasta every day of the week. That's what you do when you love someone, at least in my book. But yeah, I've spoken to him about it and I think we can work this out. So, I mean, that's new information. And I think maybe his dad would do the haha, I put zucchini in this thing or something like that. That's understandable. But the way that she spoke in the other comment about like men mature slower and I'm not counting on it. It's okay for him to react like this one time as long as he works through it and works to change his behavior. 
but I don't think that she is one of the people, like, I hope that she can hold him accountable to that. Yeah, and in in the rest of the comments, she said she's not cooking for him again. He could find his own food, which I think is, yeah, that that is how this should be resolved. He needs to learn how to look after himself so that he doesn't feel betrayed every single time he eats a vegetable. Um, I'm glad that she wants to work it out and she doesn't think that it's a it's a deal breaker. But I think for me, I'd be like, dude, you need to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to somebody about your food issues because this is this is getting ridiculous. You're a 24 year old man. And I honestly feel like anybody who gets together with their long term partner as a teenager needs they need to go to couples therapy mm-hmm. because otherwise you need you need to have something to compare it to because I doubt that they've had any other relationships. Right. Or at least like obviously to this extent, probably not. But you know, you need to see what's normal, healthy communication skills and also how long is he not talking to her because if he is upset and taking a moment that's fine but if he's giving her the silent treatment as a punishment that's not good yeah that's that's also incredibly childish and manipulative um and as we've said before like people change a lot between even 18 and 20 like a lot of things happen and that change your perspective and you know it's very formative so even if you've been with somebody for a very long time, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the same person that you started going out with. Yeah. So yeah, I would say they probably should go to some couples counseling. He needs to get some individual therapy for this food issue. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good idea. I would say not a deal breaker because they're fairly young. They're working it out, yeah. Yeah, and clearly he he has like, and not in an abusive cycle way, he has like apologized and, you know, brought her food (laughs) yeah and you know hopefully they can work it out anyway okay i am interested in what you think about this next one op is 16 and her daughter her her sister not daughter i was gonna be like whoa (laughs) op is 16 and her sister is 18 okay am i the asshole for causing my sister to no longer have her college paid for My sister, May, is going to college next year. She applied early decision to a prestigious school she's always wanted to go to, and she got in. When she applied and when she got in, our mother had said that she would be paying for my sister's college expenses. She can afford to completely pay what May's college fund doesn't cover. Our father cannot, and May would have had to take out student loans. Our parents are split. May chose to live solely with our father. I split time between their houses. May heavily dislikes our mother, but she is polite to her because she wants her college paid for. She is very rude about our mother behind her back. A few days ago, May had gotten off the phone with our mother and was ranting to our father about how insufferable she is and how she hates her, and she wishes she didn't have to talk to her because she's an awful person and that she only tolerates her so that she'll pay for her college. I was in the next room and took a video of this and sent it to our mother. No. (laughs) Oh, God. She must have said something to May because May was very upset at me. She said I had no right to record her without her consent and that I was invading her privacy and she should be able to rant in her own home without worrying about being recorded. She said that our mother said she is no longer going to be paying for her college and I was ruining her life and that I was making it so much harder for her when she had worked so hard to get accepted. My father is also mad at me, but my mother is glad I told her so she can know. I don't think I was in the wrong at the moment because I thought it was the right thing to do, but now I'm thinking I should have just minded my own business. Am I the asshole? Everybody sucks here. Everyone sucks here. That, oh my god, what's wrong with these people? Like, it, it's just so petty. Everything is petty. 
<laughs> like, God. I think I'm beginning we... to understand why the sister doesn't like the mother. Right. And, God, there's just dick moves on all fronts. Everybody's being a douche. <laughs> like, it's stupid to go around openly saying, I hate my mum, but I'm only being nice to her so she'll pay for my college. Like, that's fucking idiotic. Why yeah, would you don't say, say that, that in earshot of other people? Because that, that no good can come from airing that in any forum. Oh, God. College yeah. funds shouldn't be contingent on somebody's love for you. Yes, um. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And everybody was like, oh, obviously the daughter shouldn't have been talking shit because she was using her mother. And it's like, but if you... If you have a kid and you are able to pay for their college and you don't for a petty reason, that makes you an asshole. Yeah, the, the mom is definitely being an asshole, but the daughter is also an asshole because she's openly going around and being like, ah, I'm using my mom's money. She's a bitch. Like, if you really care that much about your mother's moral fiber, you don't accept the college money at all. You say, thanks, but no thanks, mom. I can do it by myself. And you do you. But don't go around saying my mom's a dragon and the worst person in the world and then mm, yeah, give me all your money for college, please. <laughs> like, that's douchey. I don't necessarily, because we don't, well, there's a couple comments to give us some insight as to why May doesn't like the mom, but I don't necessarily think that's so much an asshole move as a dumb move. You know, It's very like, stupid. It's stupid. But based on her mom just being like oh i'm not gonna pay for your college anymore she seems valid in her dislike of her mom and we don't know what happened on that phone call either like she mm -hmm. could have been being a total bitch like we don't know so someone asked why does Mae dislike your mother so much and op says i think it's a combination of a couple of things our mother was gone for a lot of her childhood because of work also one reason she and our father broke up was because she was upset about was because he was upset about her talking about politics too much, which I'll admit is nice to talk about something else that actually affects us at the dinner table sometimes. May was annoyed by this and also just has very different opinions than our mother. I don't know what that means, but it seems like maybe mom has some uh, shitty beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, OP clarifies later, I mean, it was an obsession at least once a day and at meals, too. What she was talking about had no effect on us whatsoever, and we got tired of it. Hmm. So the no effect on us thing makes me actually feel like it's more left-leaning politics. Probably. So maybe like, maybe like, you know, social justice for marginalized people. And they're like, well, we're not marginalized, so why should I care? So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be the other way and that, like... Um, my parents complaining about all these California taxes and it's like, yeah, you have three vehicles and your house is paid off and like, maybe <laughs> you're going to be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I could see that going either way and it definitely matters. <laughs> uh, I don't like that the dad inserted himself in this situation either. Well, clearly he doesn't want to be on the hook for any tuition. <laughs> right. Which I which I do understand. But it's like the the relationship between his daughters and his ex-wife is really no longer any of his concern. Like, not that he should be like, I don't care if you push your mother down the stairs. Like, it shouldn't be like that. <laughs> but they're adults. Well, the, the older daughter who's going to college as an adult 
and she can decide what kind of relationship she wants with her mother. It doesn't really have anything to do with him anymore. Yeah, and I, I get, like, it seems like May was ranting to her dad about how insufferable the mother is, because, I mean, she thought she was in her own home, and who hasn't mm-hmm. ranted about somebody, you know, <laughs> in the privacy All of her own time. home. Right? So I that's why I feel like May isn't necessarily an asshole, but dumb, because... Whether or not her gripes with her mother are valid, her mother is still the adult. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, May is 18, but, you know, that's not an adult. <laughs> May is still not- the an adult, and it's her, or the mother is still the adult, and it's her job to not be petty to her kid. Yeah, yeah. So, like, get ready for your oldest daughter to never to speak to you again. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Because if I heard, oh, my daughter's only talking to me because I'm paying for her college, and then being like, okay, then I'm not paying for your college, then clearly transitive property or whatever. Logical deduction is that you don't want her to talk to you anymore. Right. So we'll see. Hmm. I hope we get an update for this one, kind of. Oh, and also, OP was an asshole for recording somebody in their oh, own 100. home. 100%. I, I feel like we have not covered that yet, but <laughs> True. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's such an invasion of privacy what a little fucking sneak move oh mom i love you the most oh may doesn't love you at all look at this <laughs> i would like to be yeah i wonder if op is the golden child and uh, may is more of the scapegoat it reminds you know? me of fucking randall on recess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that like the little creepy little shoulders little and the, shit Ugh. yeah <laughs> Like, why are you doing this? Snitches get stitches, OP. Come on. (laughs) Don't be Randall. Right? Like, that's a character on every fucking show is don't be a fucking snitch. Like, geez. And if your parent is a bad person and you're just using them to pay for your college, that doesn't make you an asshole, I think, because... College student debt is fucking ridiculous. In the makes US. you an asshole to be going around saying it, though. <laughs> it makes you like, a dumbass to go around saying it. It makes you a dumbass asshole to go around saying it. <laughs> like, you don't have to like your parent, but if they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's going to benefit you, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Like, stop 100%. running off at everything, the, every little petty grievance that you have with your mother and just take the money. Thank you, mom. And then you don't have to speak to her again. (laughs) um. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably would have happened if the parents were still together. But because dad is divorced from the mom, she probably felt like she could rant at the dad because he understands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if she knew that Hopi would record her. I mean, obviously she didn't, but... Yeah. Okay. So here's our guest post. Um, that made me annoyed and it's from our teaching. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I, I don't necessarily, it's not like COVID related. So, you know, um, hopefully it's not too much of what you've already been dealing with this week, but this teacher is a middle school teacher. So I'm interested in your take. I don't think they say their own, um, their, their great, their subjects. So Mm -hmm. anyway. The title is D's and F's in Middle School. Mm-hmm. I started at a new school in September. I've been finding a lot of teachers here give F's and D's way more liberally than I'm used to. I was always taught if half the class is getting D's and F's, that's a reflection of a failing teacher. Teachers have basically told me the kids either do the work or not, and whatever grade they get, they get. 
I work at a middle upper class school where most of the parents respond to you and feel like most kids care about their grade, albeit some are pretty lazy. For me, I'm willing to curve and give makeups. I've been extra flexible because I feel like there's so much added anxiety this year. And even though the students may not express it, I know it exists for them when their friends are getting COVID left and right. They can't have parties, school events, and get togethers like a normal time. I guess I'm just looking for the general thoughts on this. I'm really taken aback. In a marking period like this, I have a really hard time giving a student a D with everything we're facing. If they do their work when they show up, that's enough for me right now. I don't see how F or Ds really ever help a middle school student emotionally or academically. Any thoughts on giving grades? No. Any thoughts on grading by giving low grades now and overall? Keep in mind it's middle school. I remember how crushing trying in a class and getting a D was. Happened to me twice. Yet in some subjects, being an honors student. I think it's just so harmful unless a student is literally doing nothing. Just trying to understand here. Main discussion question. If half the students are getting Fs and Ds, isn't that a reflection of the teacher? No. No. I'm not responsible for whether or not they pick up a pencil. I've got enough shit to deal with. Like, I, it's a nice sentiment, isn't it? Like, oh, none of these kids should ever fail because, oh, bless their little... No, they need to learn that they do something or they don't. Now, I do agree that obviously the last couple of years have been an absolute dumpster fire and the kids are stressed. (laughs) But the way there are ways around that that are not based on everybody passes smiley face. Like, I have weekly grade conferences with my kids, and if they are missing a lot of work, and they've been off for COVID-related reasons, all of the teachers put NA in the gradebook. All of them. Because we're not expecting them to work while they're sick, or while the family member's in the hospital. That's ridiculous. But if they've just been off because they don't come to school ever, or they're in school every day, but they are sitting with their head down on the desk and doing absolutely fucking nothing, those kids fail. Because otherwise, you're pushing them up to high school with an unrealistic expectation of how this shit is going to go. Yeah, I think I think there's two questions here. There's first question, if a kid tries and doesn't do great, should they pass the class? I mean, we teach English, right? So mm-hmm. it's easy to say, hey, you wrote the essay. It's not great, but I'm going to pass you, you know? Yeah. As opposed to math, where if they don't get the skills, then next year they're going to be even more lost. Right. So we do have a certain privilege there of being like, hey, you wrote stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, pass the class. But with students who don't try, I can't. I don't pass them. No. I had two students this semester who just didn't didn't try at all and they failed. You know, one yeah. kid had a single digit grade the whole class period yeah. and it was because she was a late addition to the class. I mean, I excuse everything from before that, so that shouldn't really be a factor, but she was having a difficult time with transition. Mm-hmm. She didn't do a single thing when she was there, even though I, I like tried really hard. I gave her a lot of one-on-one time, and she wasn't there a lot. Right. <laughs> so if you come in an hour and 30 minutes late to an hour and 45-minute block period, I can't really help you there. So she failed because she didn't do anything. However... Right. There were kids who, quote unquote, didn't do anything because they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And with that individual one-on-one time and some fail-safes, like, I let them turn their essays in late yeah, and all that, they passed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just had a hard time with everybody being like, let them fail. And it's like, there's a middle ground here, you know? And I, it's it's different being like, let them fail and giving them no opportunities to succeed. Yes. 
rather than let them fail because they haven't done anything. I give my kids every single opportunity I can possibly give them to get a passing grade in my classroom. Every single thing we do during the week is practice, right? I don't individually grade any practice. If they've turned it in, if they've completed the sheet, they get automatic 100%. Me too. Because it's just practice. And I go through the answers with them as a class. So it's fine. The only thing really that impacts their grade is tests and quizzes. And I give them retakes. They get retakes. They can take it twice. If that kid is not doing any of the practice and subsequently failing the quiz, there's your answer, right? They haven't turned anything in. They haven't done anything for a week. So they haven't learned anything. I just think that we had a situation last year where because everybody was doing distance learning, we were trying to be really lenient with the grades. So we were trying really hard not to fail anybody. But what happened then was when the kids came to in-person this year, they were like, oh, we don't need to try because they're going to inflate our grades, which means that they just spend all of their day doing absolutely but nothing. Because they're like, why should I do anything? You're going to give me an A anyway. Yeah, I... I feel like there's a difference, too, between... I mean, I made it clear to my students, hey, you're not only did they miss, you know, two years of school, pretty or a year yeah. and a half of school, but they also are just coming into high school. So <laughs> now, all of a sudden, their grades matter. And if they don't pass, they have to go to summer school. Right. So I feel like... And also, you know, we talk about habits and how things are learned. And, you know, they've been... They've had a year of, you know, not having good habits about doing their work and stuff. And yeah, so giving them those opportunities. Like, I think I mentioned this before when I was teaching ELD, which is English learners. We had a bio teacher who I was like, hey, I have these students for two class periods. Can I have some of their work? Can they turn it in late? If I have them fill out like an extra reflection worksheet or something, like an AVID. And she was like, no. They can't. Yeah, turn that's it in dumb. Late. And I was like, this is ELD one and two, meaning this is their first year in an English speaking school. So, like, and now that person's a fucking assistant principal. <laughs> like, I feel like most of the time when you get conversations like this, people are like, oh, well, let the kids fail, but they don't provide them any opportunities to grow. They're like, right. oh, you failed the test? Okay, moving on. Yeah. I, the other thing I don't like about this post is she's like, Oh, I work in an affluent area, so the parents actually respond to me. And I'm like, okay, so does that give <laughs> oh, them nice. a pass? Does that does that give those kids a pass to do absolutely fuck all so that you'll pass them? Because you don't want to talk to the parents? I, I no. don't really don't like how she says it's an upper middle class school, so they mostly care about their grade. That's no, kind of gross. No, they Be- don't. Because they, they're the ones who don't have any consequences for their actions. Right. The lower class students are the ones who are told every day, you have to get good grades so you can escape poverty. It's up to you to pull your own whole family out of poverty. And it's like, that's not how that, that's horrible pressure. They care so much. And mm-hmm. also they, to the point where sometimes they'll pretend not to care. Yeah. Because they don't understand and they don't want to ask for help. So it's right. it's better for them to say, oh, I don't care than to actually try or, or you know, admit that they don't understand or something like that. So and that's why like, you give them the opportunity to improve because that's what learning is supposed to be. It's not, hey, you failed. OK, you sucked at that. Now let's do a whole new concept that you're also going to suck at <laughs> because, you know, there's. 
a lot of teachers are like, oh, you failed at that because you didn't try. So I'm going to fail you because of the, the lack of effort. But then if a kid tries and fails, mm-hmm. then they are like, well, you're not at the standard. So I'm going to fail you. At, at, uh, an F in middle school means a, means a whole lot more different stuff than an F in high school, I think. True. An F in middle school is not a re- is, is not really a reflection on the kid's ability. What it is, is a record of, well, this kid was absent for 20% of the year, um, and when they were here, they uh, they really struggled because they, they didn't know anything, so you're going to have to work with this kid. Like, an F in middle school, I don't think is, you're a failure and you can't do anything. It's a reflection of circumstance more than anything. Yeah. Any any kids, like, you know, before they get to high school, their grades are a reflection of usually their home environment. Mm-hmm. And if they're not get- making it to school, that means usually their parents not dropping them off, probably because they are working or have mm-hmm. younger kids at home. And... I mean, I've seen this because I now teach ninth grade. A kid who gets a C in my class will sometimes be like so excited because they got all D's and F's in middle school and were Mm -hmm. like, oh, I had resigned myself to like, oh, I fail English class. That's what I do. That's part of my identity now. I'm not good at English, so I fail it. And then they get a C and they're like, oh my God, I actually can do it. And it boosts their confidence. So there is that aspect as well, like the emotional aspect. Not saying that you should just push them through and give them the A, but like if a kid doesn't turn anything in and then they take the final exam and they get a 90% on it, mm-hmm. they they pass the class because that means they hit the standards. Yeah. And you can you can pass my class by doing no classwork. Yeah. Same. But just by taking quizzes, because quizzes were 50 percent. Yeah. So you can get a grade in my class, a passing grade in my class by doing the bare minimum. And I do that same thing with the essays, too. Because, I mean, the essays are probably the most difficult thing for for some kids in school that they'll have to do. And so if they write three essays and get a a C- on them, they get a C- in the class. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you did the hard part. (laughs) The hardest part. I'm not going to mark you down for doing a worksheet that was meant to prepare you for the essay if you pass the essay. Right. I have a kid who his home life is absolutely horrible. And he literally just sits at the back of my room and does nothing all day with his headphones on and his hood up and I just don't bother him. What's the point of bothering him? He doesn't care about school and I'm always very polite to him. He's always very polite to me. He's very pleasant. But right now, school is not important to him. He's got other things going on in his life. He is failing my class, but I'm seeing him every single week. He's failing every class. I'm seeing him every single week and I'm saying to him, this is not a reflection of you as a person. This this is not a reflection of your skill. This is a reflection of the circumstance that you're in right now. I always make it a point to say to him, the reason why you're failing is because we don't know what you can do. It's not that you're a bad person or that you're stupid or anything like that. It's just that we haven't seen any of your work at all. And Good way to phrase it. I want you to know that. I have, I've seen nothing that you've done. And I would like to. I would like to be able to see some work that you've done and help you out with it and get you to the next stage. But if you're not ready for that, if if that's not the most important thing to you right now, then I respect that. He's going through some shit. I don't want to be breathing down his neck like, wow, why haven't you turned in this worksheet on verbals? Like, who cares? Who cares about verbals when you're in the kind of situation he's in? Yeah, that's what I feel like a lot of teachers have a problem with is 
no, not a lot of teachers at my school will say, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, if right? this kid gets a C and didn't do anything, I mean, at least in high school, it's better for them to, you know, do two assignments and get a C than it is to fail. Because right. that kid that you're describing doesn't have time for summer school. They have to get a job. They have to watch right. their little siblings. So if you fail them, it could mean that they don't graduate and that's going to ruin their life. It's not a problem with, yeah, the student doesn't want it enough. The problem is with our system saying, if you fail a class, that is a punishment that you're going to have to make up later in life. And if you don't, that's going to be an even bigger punishment of you not being able to like make ends meet in your life. Right. The system she, is the problem. But this this poster, OP, is like, but this is a reflection on me. She's got she's got her grading situation all twisted. She's like, if they're failing the class, it means I'm a bad teacher. No. There's there's a whole lot of other stuff that is going on in their lives which may be causing them to fail a class. It's not necessarily because you're a bad teacher. You have to look at how they're performing, how the kid is performing in other classes. And whether or not it's an outlier, you need to see how much work they're turning in. You need to see how much, how many days they're here a week. Like a grade is not just, I'm a bad teacher because they're not learning anything. A grade is, this kid was absent. This kid had a really bad day yesterday and didn't do anything and flew off the handle and threw a chair. This kid uh, lost all their work because they left it all at mom's house instead of at dad's house. And they were at dad's house today, so they couldn't bring it in. Like in middle school... The grade is arbitrary. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't fail kids. Because failing a kid in middle school is a marker for the next teacher who has them. Mm -hmm. For, okay, this kid had a really rough year last year. A really rough year last year. What can I do to make sure that they can succeed this year? That's basically all it is. So I think... I, I. I don't like the idea of passing kids just for the sake of passing kids because it makes you look bad if you don't do it. I'm 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 all for compassionate grading. Or I will give the letter grade, but then I will write a note and say, hey, this is the reason why this kid failed this year. I won't just let them fly off to high school with a bunch of Fs and no information. So Yeah, and I think, yeah, the difference is, like I said at the beginning, there are kids who try and fail you should pass them if they're trying and showing improvement, you know, like give them opportunities to improve. And, you know, if they're trying, you can pass them. If they are good at the standards, but didn't have the energy to try, you can pass them. If they don't do anything at all, then they fail, you know. I don't, I don't like letter grades at all, to be honest. Yeah. We don't do it that way in England. We do skills-based grading. So you get like a level number and then a letter, right? And it tells you whereabouts you are on the skills you should know at this point in your school career. I like that better because that is a more accurate marker of what a kid knows yeah. and can do rather than they weren't here, so I have to fail them. In the in the skills-based grading system, everybody can do something, right? So even your lowest kids, the, the instant they learn how to capitalize an I, they go up a level. The instant they show that they know what a paragraph looks like, they go up level. And that is a marker of progress rather than you have a really abusive home life and you're only here because you have to be here. Yeah. There are a lot of people in this thread saying like, oh, 12 year olds, if you just let them pass, then that's gonna, 
give them bad habits that they have to unlearn down the line. And it's like, <laughs> and everybody's hung up on OP as if OP is asking, hey, the kids who don't try and are failing, but she's actually asking about the kids who do try and are failing. I don't know. Right. I think it's... um. She's mostly asking, though, to save her own skin because she's saying other teachers are doing this, but it makes me look bad if I don't. Well, she's saying a lot of teachers are failing them and I'm not. So that actually makes her look good. <laughs> but it depends on how their her district is measuring success. Like my district measures right. success on the final exam and standardized tests that we have to take, that we have to give in California. So I don't know. I guess this I is... figure that out. If your kids are passing the like a district final exam or they're passing their, their tests and know it showing the skills, then keep doing what you're doing. This is the other reason why I don't like letter grading. Because it, it does not correspond to the standardized state testing at the end of the year. Like, right. at all. It tells us nothing about whether or not that kid is going to pass that exam or not. Yeah. It just tells us about whether or not they're showing effort in school. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with our system. <laughs> yeah. It's... Also, like, every teacher can do whatever they want, which is good. Because our system sucks, but also that means that each teacher has their own set of expectations. So anyway, mm -hmm. it's tough for the kids because they don't know what to expect. That's right. what we're trying to change at our school. Okay. Anyway, I was going to do another post that I got angry at, but we're running out of time. So I'm yeah. going to do this other one that's funny instead. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the asshole? And there's no na no ages on it, rather. Let me no. double check. Let me double check. Okay. No ages. Am I the asshole for hiding embarrassing notes in my house as a joke because I know my fiance's mom snoops? <laughs> That's good. That's I bought, good. I bought a house seven years ago and I met my fiance, Al, four years ago. Period. No period. This year he moved in. We're talking about making it a home for both of us, but as of now, he hasn't moved much stuff in. Right now, 95% of the stuff and furniture in the house is mine. When his mom comes over, she's kind of a snoop. He was used to that, but when she comes to our house, it's just so uncomfortable because she's just going through my shit. When I'm bothered, she's like, I was just helping with chores, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> He says I should let her because she has a lot of nervous energy. One thing she snooped on was actually embarrassing. In my home office, I had a little affirmation post-it note on my monitor saying, I am smart, I am skilled, I am deserving of great things. It was a silly thing my therapist recommended to get me confident, uh, in a, to get me in a confident mindset before an interview. Anyway, she made a comment to me about my ego, but as a joke, I decided hmm. to do it again. I had my best friend over and we got wine drunk and wrote a bunch of affirmations to hide. Some were medicine cabinet. My teeth will regrow. I am shark-like and powerful. Kitchen drawers. I know when to spoon and I also know when to fork. I am sexy and self-assured. <laughs> Work desk. I will not just fuck my way to the top of the company. I will fuck my way to the top of the world. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> Walk-in closet. I am beautiful with clothes and without, especially without. My boobs are legendary. There were a bunch more, and my friend and I had a hilarious time writing them. Next time my mother-in-law came over, she saw a few, and she didn't acknowledge them to me, even though she definitely started acting a little weird around me. I went to run some errands, and when I was out, she was confronted- when I was out, she confronted Al about the notes, and I was trying to tell him that I had seemed unstable, egotistical, and moving in was a bad idea. She showed him the notes, and he didn't really know what to make of it. 
He asked me and I said they were just some silly private notes to boost my self-confidence and make myself laugh. How had she gotten them? Had she been going through my things? (laughs) He said she was just tidying and I saw them and they were really weird. And I was like, have you met me? You should know how weird I am. Anyway, if you don't want your mom seeing my weird shit, you've got to stop letting her go through my shit. (laughs) He asked if I left them on purpose to annoy her and I admitted that was kind of the joke, but I also have other weird or private shit. So what I said about her needing to stop snooping if she didn't want to find weird crap was still for real. He said I was making stuff hard for him. His mom was really protective and adjusting to him moving in with a girlfriend for the first time. Hey, they're engaged. Mm. And I was agitating her on purpose and making her think I wouldn't be a good partner when he wanted her to have the opposite impression of me. Am I the asshole for the note prank? No, that's hilarious. (laughs) Love it. Oh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Exactly. Uh, God damn. I will never understand how anybody will just snoop around someone else's house like they're allowed to do it. Like, bitch, you've been invited in. Behave yourself. So... OP in the comments says, I think the issue for him is that he always liked when she'd come by and clean whatever place he was living at, so he generally th- sees it as helpful. Red flag. Oh, but, yeah. But he was never living with roommates or other people, so it's different. Yeah, okay. Um, you don't want her coming around all the time, though, and just beating your shit. Yeah. Like, what's next? He gets her a key cut, and she just, you walk in after work, and she's there? Like, no, 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 no. You gotta shut that shit down immediately. Yeah, the fact that she, mommy is still coming over and cleaning is uh, like, does he clean? Does she have a key? Because take that shit away from her. Like, stop letting her be at home when you're not there. Right. Number one. Number two, is he pulling his weight, like, around the house? Or is he letting her do that part for him? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be his mother. Oh. I don't, okay, OP says, I don't know about cultural difference, but I'm not close to my family anymore. They divorced when I was 16. My mom moved abroad and my dad has a new family now. And he seemed to push me away when he got his new wife pregnant. And I'm kind of estranged from both of them. He is very close to his parents and extended family still. In a way, I honestly don't know if it's normal because I don't have a good family experience to compare it against. Yeah, no, this ain't normal. (laughs) And they're 25. Or he's 25. How old is she? She says she's lived six years alone, so I don't know if she's about so the since same. she was sixteen. Eight. Well, they got divorced when she was sixteen. I don't know if she moved out. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't suge- like this. Someone suggests getting a series of increase of butt plugs that increase in size until they get totally absurd. Get one of those dragon dildos. <laughs> oh my god! Huge fucking. <laughs> That would be good. Uh, she says, haha, the funny thing is I own a couple of flared dildos and harnesses. I'm bi and had dated women in the past. I don't use the harnesses anymore, but the dildos are still fun. So if she keeps snooping enough to find the sex toy drawer, it isn't even a setup. <laughs> May that Might that be a reason why mom is snooping? Because she doesn't want her son dating a bisexual woman? But if she was doing this in the past... You know, when he lived alone, then it's probably just that she doesn't have boundaries with her baby boy. Gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so take away her key, if she has mm-hmm. one, which I bet she mm-hmm. does. Oh, she uh, probably does. Change the locks as well. Yes. And I think she also says somewhere in the comments, like, basically, the fact that 
she could find some real shit <laughs> is the reason why she's putting the fake shit so she doesn't know what's real and what's fake. Right. But the fact that also she put all these silly notes and the mom is like, you need to reconsider moving in with her. And it's like, they're getting married. She's in denial still. Yes. And yeah. When you have children, you will be a married single parent unless his mom moves in and co-parents with you. Like, mm -hmm. you need to sort the shit out before you get married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to take away her key, change the locks, and um, set boundaries and say you're not allowed to be here when we're not here. You're not allowed to go through our stuff. If she does it again, make your fiancé deal with it. And if he doesn't, break it off. Yeah. There's my plan. It, it's his mommy. It's his responsibility. Exactly. And if she does it, he's not going to listen because she's already done. Like, that's already been tried. Right. So he needs to do it. Yes. I just want more notes. Like, I want more people to be oh, writing more notes. The notes are very good. <laughs> I will fuck my way to the top of the world. <laughs> I need to write that on the inside cover of something so that I can see it and laugh. I'm trying to I'm trying to scroll down the comments down to see if anybody has done any other ones, but seems like they're just <laughs> talking about the merits of the existing ones. Ooh. I like I'm shark-like and powerful. <laughs> my teeth will regrow. <laughs> Yeah, and I think also if, like, she needs to also be hiding more notes because that's how she's going to find out if she's still snooping, you know? Yes. Um, Like, stop going through my stuff. <laughs> like, more direct notes, you know? Like, yeah, I'm invading my privacy right now. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> that's the escalation, isn't it? Like, if the next time she comes around, you know she's been snooping, then you need to leave really direct notes with her name on them. Yeah. Hey, I know what you're doing. And if... She keeps going through stuff and and this and the fiance is supportive and they change the locks and whatever and she's still going through stuff while like going to the bathroom while they're both there, then she's not allowed over anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. And then maybe no more of this. I don't know when they're getting married, but also like if they like they need to extend it maybe a little bit and make sure that he can uh, pull his weight around the house. Yes. So yeah. Anyway, that one was fun. Okay, subreddit. I have it here. It is. <laughs> All right, Robo Morgan. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe I need to go to the actual subreddit. Do it that way. Boop top today. All time. Okay. Um, I, I did some more hobby uh, subreddits. Yeah. And this one's called Our Rockhounds. And I really want them to have, like, their minerals, Marie. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. This is very good. So rockhounding, or it's called Our Rockhounds, and its description is rockhounding, rock collecting, mineralogy, rock and mineral identification, lapidary arts, a public subreddit for the discussion of all those things, and rocks in general. Topics include outings and trips, polishing, tumbling, kabochins, slabs and specimens. Feel free to ask a question or post a picture. Ooh, Ooh someone found a, like a bone in some boulders. Someone carved a fucking amethyst into an anatomical heart. <laughs> oh, dang. Rad as shit. Wow, that is pretty. Yeah, so it's like rocks and shit. And I just. Oh, I like rocks. pretty rocks. Pretty rocks. <laughs> Some people have a girlfriend. Some people have a boyfriend. I have to pick up this rock, guys. Wait, stop walking. I gotta pick up this rock. It could be smoky quartz. <laughs> like, I don't even know. South Dakota Fairburn Agate. And sometimes they're just like. A catch and release like you just take a picture of the rock and leave it there 
Catch and release rock. It's very good. A friend concerned for my mental health. This cool rock I want to take home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. This is cool as shit. I like rocks. Rocks are badass. Whoa. I feel like if I subscribe to this, my husband would be like, you can't have plants and And rocks. rocks. (laughs) When we were in Hawaii, we went on a hike and I was like, ooh, that's this. And like, I don't, if, For those of you guys who haven't been to the big island of Hawaii, there's giant monstera everywhere. They're climbing up uh, palm trees. They're along the side of the freeway. They're giant. And there's also giant pothos with like these big leaves. And I found a flowering monstera and I was just so stoked about it. It was not ripe, so I couldn't pick it, but I was like, oh my God. And I'm pretty sure my husband was humoring me and my plant obsession. He just walked in, but he can't hear me because he has his headphones in. (laughs) He'll hear this later. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, this is cool as shit. If you like looking at cool as shit things, here's some fucking rocks. Ooh, rainbow rocks. People making things out of rocks. Collections with like labels and stuff. That's cool. The inside of rocks. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's really like not great to describe, but... There's one there's there's one which is a picture of a moving box and the label says rocks not joking. <laughs> the title <laughs> of the post is left an important note for the movers. <laughs> like it's literally very heavy. It it's literally rocks. Please please don't drop this on yourself. Oh, these are all very good. Ooh, that's cool. I'm feeling like uh, there's a lot of words I'm like, "Oh, I know that word from uh Steven Universe." <laughs> yep. Yep. Ooh, that's cool. What the fuck is that? I found this guy in Lake Huron. It's like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It looks like a lot of tiny little seashells, but it's a rock. (laughs) Seems like they have a lot of, um, also memes of the world right now is on fire. Me. Hey, anyone want to go look for rocks? (laughs) From one year ago. Opal. Very good. (laughs) Yeah, there's this one of, uh, Kermit, like, holding like in the fetal position looking down it's like when you show people your favorite rock and they don't care and there's that exact thing on our house plants when you show people your favorite plant and they don't care (laughs) a lot of overlap i feel like we could be friends for sure the rock and the plant people they must find each other (laughs) i could put the rocks in my plants Mm -hmm. maybe wow this one looks like the scream that's cool the painting, the scream. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Send me cool rocks that I can find in Southern California at Morgan underscore Slay. You can at us, your favorite subreddit, at are the letter you the word serious pod on Twitter, or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. Uh, send me cool zucchini recipes uh, on Twitter at esme underscore c underscore nose, as in knows lots of things. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to keep looking at pretty rocks, but I seriously want to know what kind of rocks I can find in Southern California. Oh, probably all kinds of cool shit. Foraging subreddit is they're like, oh, I found this mushroom. I'm like, I'm never going to find a mushroom. Oh, I did find, (laughs) I found a moral in Hawaii. Matt found a moral and I looked at it and took a picture. Oh, a big mushroom. Yes. I was excited. Okay. um, We're over time. We'll, We'll see you guys next week and happy rock hunting. Peace. <laughs> Bye.